0: Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the two-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbishneweiss.substack.com on July 7th, 2023, and the article is entitled Pinchas, The Biological Kohen and Why I Identify as a Levi. Last time I was a guest in a shul, shout-out to KBI in Richmond, Virginia for hosting me as a scholar-in-residence, the Gabbi approached me and said, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask every guest. Are you a Kohen or a Levi? I responded, nope, sorry to which he replied, no problem, that's the answer I usually get. I was feeling rather cheeky, so I asked him, would you like me to give you an answer you've never gotten? He said, sure. I said, I'm halakhically a Yisrael, but I'm a biological Kohen who identifies as a Levi. Allow me to explain. I am a Ger. Like all Gerim, I have the halakhic status of Kekatan Shinolad, like a newborn infant. I have no halakhic familial ties, including tribal affiliation. See Hilchos Isuribia, chapter 14, 11." My dad was a kohen who married my mom and had me when she was a non-Jew. I say that my dad was a kohen in the past tense because my dad subsequently received a psak which retroactively de him to allow my parents to marry after my mom's conversion, but that's a story for another time. In an alternate universe, I would have been a kohen. This fact has led me to feel a certain kinship not only with kohanim but with the entire tribe of Levi. Whenever I see a Kohen or a Levi, I feel a sense of affinity. Whenever I read about Levim, I think to myself, those are my ancestors, that's my tribe, you are my brothers. Of course, I knew that there was no halakhic significance to this self-identification. True, I have the blood of Levi, Ben Yaakov, Avino, and Aaron the Kohen flowing through my veins, and I might be the recipient of whichever positive or negative epigenetic traits come with membership in these groups, if such epigenetic traits even exist, but halakhically, I'm just a Gair without a tribe. Or so I thought. One day, just a couple of years ago, it occurred to me that I am a Levi, just not in the traditional sense. In the closing paragraphs of Hilchos Shemitah v'Yovel, chapter 13, Halachos 12 and 13, Ramam spells out what it really means to be a Levi. Quote, Why didn't the tribe of Levi merit in the inheritance of the land of Israel and its spoils along with their brethren? Because they are set aside to serve Hashem and to minister to Him and to teach His upright ways and righteous laws to the many. As it is stated... They teach, their lo- they teach your laws to Jacob and your teachings to Israel, Devarim 33 at 10. Therefore, they are separated from the ways of the world. They do not go to war like the rest of Israel, nor do they receive an inheritance, nor do they acquire for, them- for themselves through their bodily power. Rather, they are the legion of Hashem, or the army of Hashem. As it is stated in Devarim 33, 11, bless, O Hashem, his legion. And he, blessed as he, provides for them, as it is stated in Bamidbar uh, 1820. Wait, is that Bamidbar 1820? Or is that a typo? Hold on. Yep. All right. The quote's right. From eighteen twenty, I am your portion and your inheritance. Okay. Continuing in the Ramam. not only the tribe of Levi, but each and every member of humanity whose spirit voluntarily moves him and whose understanding causes him to separate himself to stand before Hashem to to minister to him and to serve him in order to know Hashem, who walks with the uprightness as with uprightness as God made him, who casts off from his neck. Upon his neck, the yoke of the many calculations which people seek. Such an individual becomes sanctified as holy of holies. God will be his portion and heritage forever and ever, and he will provide for him what he needs in this world, just as he provides for the Kohanim and Levim. Thus, David declared in Tehillim 16.5, Hashem is the lot of my portion. You are my cup. You support my lot. End quote from Tehillim and the Ramah. I realized that this is the life I have been striving to lead ever since I became a teacher. I have separated myself from the yoke of the many calculations which people seek, a phrase based on Kohalas 729, and I've dedicated myself to serving Hashem by teaching His upright ways and righteous laws to the many. At least that's what I try to do day in and day out. I am grateful to Hashem for providing me with my needs to allow me to continue serving Him in this manner. It is in this sense that I identify as a proud member of the tribe of Levi. If you made it this far, you might be wondering, what does this have to do with Parshas Pinchas? I'm glad you asked. When I was looking for something to write about this week, I encountered support for the idea that there is a reality to being a biological Kohen outside of Halacha, which is still acknowledged by the Torah. The sages teach in Zvachim 101b, Pinchas did not become a Kohen until he killed Zimri. Torah Tamima explains, quote, HaKadosh Baruch Hu intentionally waited to make Pinchas into a Kohen until after he killed Zimri because the masses were zealous against Pinchas for his zealotry on behalf of Hashem, and they disparaged him and insulted him. Since people commonly say that Kohanim are short-tempered and angry, therefore, if Pinchas were a Kohen beforehand, his accusers would have room to say that he didn't do what he did out of genuine zealotry for Hashem, but only because he was a short-tempered and angry Kohen, and he got angry at Zimri's public act. But since he wasn't a Kohen beforehand, therefore, it would be clear to the people that he didn't do this out of short-sighted anger, but rather he acted zealously for Hashem after deliberation and foreknowledge. Even though, in truth, the quick-temperedness of Kohanim is not dependent on their halachic priestly status, but on their genetic roots, nevertheless, the masses tend to ascribe this character trait on the basis of the social designation of Kohen and on the halachic priestly status. End quote. The Torah explanation is based on the notion that kohanim are known for being short-tempered. This isn't a mere stereotype, but a real phenomenon with halakhic ramifications. The sages instituted something called a get makushar, literally a tied divorce document. The Gemara in Bhava Basra 160b explains the origin of this ordinance. And I'm reading here from the Steinsaltz translation, uh, which uh, fills in a lot more than the actual translation. Quote, the Gemara asks, what is the reason that the sages instituted the get the Makushar? The Gemara explains, There was a place where there were many kohanim, and they were very quick-tempered, and they would seek to divorce their wives impetuously. The halacha is that a priest may not divorce—sorry— The Halach is that a priest may not marry a divorcee, even his own ex-wife. These kohanim, who acted impetuously, often regretted having divorced their wives, and therefore the sages instituted an ordinance that the bill of divorce for these people should be of the mukushavar format, which is a long, drawn-out process, hoping that meanwhile their composure would be regained and they would reconsider their decision to divorce. End quote. The Torah Mima theorizes that since Kohanim have a reputation for being short-tempered, and since the omniscient Hashem knew in advance that people would have ascribed Pinchas' act of zealotry to his hot-blooded Cohen nature, he therefore intentionally did not make Pinchas into a Cohen until after his act of zealotry. This way, people would recognize his virtuous act for what it was, instead of chalking it up to a tribal character defect. Even though the short-temperedness of, Koh- of Kohanim is rooted in a biological reality, the masses don't see things this way. Instead, they attach the stereotype to the halakhic and social status of being a Kohen. When I read this, I couldn't help but think of my own struggles with zealotry and short-temperedness. From my late teens to my, early, to my mid-twenties, I was quite the zealous lad. Perhaps I still am, but I'd like to think that I've made some improvement. Whenever my zealotry got me into hot water, I'd make excuses for myself, saying, I have the blood of a Kohen on my dad's side and the blood of a Chinese warlord on my mom's side. What do you expect? Of course, this line of reasoning is a rationalization, not a legit excuse. Ramam writes in Hilchus 5.2, Do not let yourself think that thing which is said by the foolish Gentiles and the majority of the undeveloped Israelites, that the Holy One, blessed is he, decrees upon a person from birth to be a tzaddik or a rasha. This is not true. Rather, each and every person is fit to be a tzaddik like Moshe Benu or a rasha like Hiravam wise or foolish, merciful or cruel, stingy or generous, and likewise with all the other character traits. There is nothing which compels him or decrees upon him, nor is there anything which pulls him to one of the two paths. Rather, he, by himself and with his mind, inclines himself to whichever path he desires. This is the takeaway. Despite the natural human tendency to explain behavior, good or bad, our own or that of others, based on genetics, social classes, or even halakhic designations, at the end of the day, who we are and what we do is a choice we make with our own free will. You too can become a Levi. You too can be a Pinchas. listing my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewash at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.